When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Adam Russell. Hey, everybody. This is Nick, the other host. Hey, Ryan. Where are you? Psych. Oh, damn. Not a single Ryan in sight. <laughs> Nerd alert. Not one. <laughs> uh, hey, there's someone else here. Oh, hey. Guest co-host <laughs> returning, friend of the pod, Heather Antos. Hi. What up, guys? How are you? Great. You must be the actual, not counting Mike, you must be the most frequented guest that we have, right? Yeah. yeah I would cool. say this is what, like my fourth or fifth time on? Something like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Number one. Woo! Number one guest host. Good thing I like Star Wars. <laughs> you do like the Star War. <laughs> uh, for anyone who is listening, maybe for the first time, or if you haven't heard Heather on the podcast before, Heather was... At one time, an editor at Marvel Comics working on Star Wars. Were you a senior editor at that point as well? No, I was just a normal, boring editor. <laughs> just a run-of-the-mill <laughs> editor. Yeah. And uh, worked on some great comics, which we're going to talk about today. And left Marvel and did some other things. And now you're back working with Star Wars. And it's been well over a year by this point, right, for IDW Publishing? Mm -hmm. Yep, 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 yep. I can't uh, stay away from the galaxy far, far away. So... No, I'm I'm back in Star Wars, and it's great uh, dealing with the High Republic, and I get to touch on all the eras, so it's great. Yeah, awesome. It has pulled you back in. Star Wars has called you. <laughs> we need you, Heather. I followed the way of the Force. <laughs> all is as the Force wills it. I like to say. <laughs> so, like I said, we we're going to talk about some comics today, and that's why we have Heather. And this is all in preparation for the Kenobi series dropping on May 27th. We've been doing Rebels which is a good enough excuse. You know, Kenobi's a good enough excuse to cover Rebels. That was long overdue. But now, this is truly very, very relevant. This being a series that heavily focuses on Darth Vader as well as Obi-Wan Kenobi. There's a lot of good stuff out there. And Heather happened to be the, I guess, the lead editor, right, on the series that we're talking about today. Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. It's a 25-issue run, four books, I guess, or... Uh, What's the... Ex Trades? Trades. Trades. I don't know comic speak so much. <laughs> books works. Yeah, they're books. They have pages and stuff. Yeah. Words. <laughs> words on the pages. Uh, well, uh, words. not all the pages. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're so much easier to read than real books. They're great for people with ADHD. <laughs> I feel like so accomplished when I finish a comic. Like, psh, dude, I read through that whole thing in like no time. <laughs> Look how smart I am. <laughs> Way better with pictures. I have a random question. Is there a, no, a normal amount of words per comic? I don't know about per comic, but there's like general rules of thumbs about mm -hmm. who's to say, like if people actually follow it. But in general, they say no more than 25 words per balloon, no more than 100 words per page. Obviously, gotcha. there are people who break this rule, mm. um, but it's it's more of a guideline than anything. Gotcha. We want to make this one uh, pretty straightforward, so we're going to get right into stolen plans. 
What have you done with those plans? Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. Published June 7th, 2017. The Chosen One Part 1 was the uh, debut issue or the premiere issue. What, do you, what, what term do you use in comics? First issue. First? Okay. Yeah, number one. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it simple. simple. <laughs> we had a whole meeting about it, and we think we should call it number one. Cool, 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 cool. Totally cool. And it wrapped up December 19th, 2018 with Fortress Vader 7, Part 7. 25-issue run. This spans in the canon timeline from 19 BBY right at the moment where Anakin becomes, well, is transformed into the Vader that we know in the suit where Revenge of the Sith ends with the infamous no and goes up to about 12 BBY when he actually, he, he gets Fortress Vader. He moves in. He's got the new crib and a lot goes down during that time. Yeah, I had to move here for work. Um. <laughs> I want that MTV Cribs episode. Yes. Oh, definitely. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if, like, Fortress Vader was in one of the movies and then they did an SNL skit MTV Cribs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what I want. Well, the only... He, it was in Rogue One for a sec, right? But that's about a it. hot... Like, you saw, like, an aerial top-down. Yeah. yeah. you. Yeah, that's it. That's all about to change, though. We're about to get the Cribs episode. Oh, I sure hope Some so. version of it. So, um... A lot goes down in these 25 issues. There are, uh, there's lots of Inquisitors. There's lots of Jedi hunting by the Inquisitors, by Vader. There's lots of tension between Vader and the Imperials, including Tarkin, um, Director Krennic. Lots of drama. There, there's lots of um, little bits from, you know, that we see in movies popping up. It's, it kind of ties in a lot of things, including a bunch of Rogue One stuff, uh, Galen Erso. There's a bunch of sort of internal dialogue with Vader, and there's this amazing image that keeps popping up when he's in his um, in his tanker in his meditation chamber. He's floating in sort of the legs crossed position, and it's kind of a how would you describe it, Heather? Like a like a dark side spirit representation of him, and his legs are missing in it. Yeah, yeah, you get this like. Yeah, this meditative state of him where, where oh God, I remember the cover too. I think it's like issue four or five um, where you just see this real close-up broken of the mask and you see Anakin's eye. It's mm. one of my favorite covers. Um, just came up in my Facebook memories recently, actually. But yeah, it's it's his Sith meditation. I don't know what you would call that. <laughs> but like how in Mando, you know how like Mando's and his, or Boba Fett, right? Boba Fett's yeah, having yeah. his flashback memory sequence all the time. Yeah, Darth Vader's having his. Um, and his, I would say, are um, equally unpleasant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's some <laughs> twisted dark shit in it. Like the last thing that I saw that really caught my attention was... In volume four, I forgot what issue, but he sees sort of himself as uh, episode one aged, you know, 10 ish. Right. But his face is the Vader mask, but it's, you know, it's skin colored, but it's the mask. And it's really it's, it's, it's just one page and there's not much with it, but it's disturbing and awesome, of course. Yeah. The big sort of essential story beats is kind of what we want to talk about. And we'll get into discussion about different things and themes but um we want to give you sort of a if you don't have time to read it or i mean you do it's quick they're comics come on guys i read the things but if you don't want to read it we're going to kind of give you the essentials 
So going into Kenobi, into the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series, you have a little more context. And then after watching that, you may be compelled to go back and actually read the comics. That's the hope. Support comics and stuff and books and things. So, Heather, do you want to give us sort of... A bullet point? Yeah. Three, five, whatever you think of kind of like the main... Maybe each of the, the four volumes, a big standout moment, something that's essential to know, and then we can kind of discuss from there. Yeah, I would say some of the big key things um, that we see, some big firsts for Vader, some big firsts for the Empire in this. The first uh, volume definitely takes off with Vader has to get his lightsaber. Yeah. You know, you don't just like, there's not a Sith shop, right, where you can just pick <laughs> yeah. up, here's your red crystal. Um, you know, you have to, you have to kill a Jedi, you have to steal steal their crystal and make the crystal bleed. So that's literally a task one assignment that Palpatine gives Vader in book one and he goes from there. But uh, the majority of the first two series, I would say, is not only getting his lightsaber, but also hunting the remnant Jedi, the Jedi who got away, the Padawans who got away. And so we see him go back to the Jedi Temple and the Jedi Archives on Coruscant and uh, not to give away any major spoilers, but we see an ultimate showdown with Jocasta New, mm. famed Jedi librarian, which is sad and exciting. Um, and then, uh, you know, we also begin to see the beginnings, you know, of the Death Star. We get to see the tensions um, therein. But I think one of the main key important things for new readers to this era to really have in mind is Vader isn't Vader yet. Yeah. Uh, he's still Anakin, you know, like, yes, he has the scary mask and the black suit and he's very intimidating, but he's still, I want to be with my wife, Anakin the whole time. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's still, he's, he's still angry. He's still angsty. You know, he hasn't become as stoic and strategic yet. And we get to see that growth. And that's what makes this series. I think so special is we get to see him become Vader and we get to see him really start to, go against the emperor and have his own machinations where he ends up on fortress Vader right at the very end. Um, and his whole purpose of that is he's been collecting artifacts and really his goal at the end of the day, because he's just a, a teenage boy with a broken heart. He wants to bring his dead wife back. And the dark side of the forest is telling him, yo, you can bring your wife back. We can, we can do immortality. This, this whole thread that he's had this whole time. And, um, well, um, it doesn't work, but, uh, he's False still advertising. very upset. Turns out <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. So, yeah. So that's kind of like the big gist of the series is him learning what it means to be Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine constantly, you know, reminding him, well, I have these other inquisitors. I don't need you. You're not that special. You have to prove me wrong. Yeah. You're the chosen one, but like, whatever does that mean? You yeah. know? So I feel like with, and I haven't, I'm not familiar with the entire run, but I mean, I think you do see how the emperor really does like push his buttons and kind of turns him into the Vader that he's going to be, you know, or at least yeah. like pushes him into that direction and forces Vader to become Vader, you know? Like, there's nothing specific I don't remember that, like, Palpatine really did where you just were like, oh, Vader's a jerk now. It's like, I feel like he's constantly prodding him and putting him in positions and also, yes, like, being like, we have Inquisitors, like, whatever, you know? It's like, constantly just 
giving him weird motivations to to like bottleneck him into a decision to become a bigger jerk and well he's a puppet right yeah. like yeah, exactly. really at the end of the day anakin's just a toy for for palpatine mm-hmm. He's a bright, shiny toy because he happens to be super powerful, force-sensitive craziness, but he's uh, totally whipped with Palpatine. (laughs) Yeah. And everything Palpatine does, the ways that he twists him and makes him more angry and more jealous and everything, it's things we know about the Sith, things that you can pick up from the movies, that it's the hate and the anger and the resentment and all the rage that gives them power and that they, they use that. In the comics, it's so much more explicit and it's so much deeper and so much more constant. And it just had me, it's, it's like tough to read if you're like, I'm a, I'm a pretty, I don't know. I'm a pretty liberal, like pacifist, like just everybody be cool kind of dude. And thinking about the concept of being pissed off or hating someone and accepting that and turning it in and trying to use it is like so gross to me. And it's so constant in this it's like rough to read. If you really, if you really get emotionally invested in it, it's, you think about this, like you said, Anakin in this costume, not yet the Vader from the original trilogy. It's painful Mm -hmm. to read and it's amazing, but it's, it's hard to read. It is. It is. I mean, like really it's a story of, of a man who's grieving and just can't Mm -hmm. accept all the horrible things in his life and and how he like lashes and projects that out and how he's enabled and encouraged into it. And that's, and that's something that, you know, Vader is this mysterious figure who speaks very little, you know, in the films that we get to see him. And so in this comic, like you said, there's a lot of narration. We're in his head. Like we literally are in his head and, and can see how he feels and get to see the force, how he sees it and experience those nightmares that are haunting him. And that's one of the things why I love comics in particular is like every single shot, every single panel, like is an image that you can just look at and hold and stay with you. It's not like, Oh, here's a frame that just jumps across, you know, the screen as an action scene happens. Like it, it sits with you and it lives with you. Um, And, and like you said, like it, it gets into some, tough dark emotional places <laughs> in this run poor guy truly poor guy he just needs a hug yeah he needs a lot of hugs it's so man the stuff with palpatine is constant and it's not just it's not just yeah use your anger use your suffering he he just keeps piling it on you know that the tests and that everything that he does to him that for anyone else, any sort of, any non-Sith would be a, a complete betrayal. I'm done with this person. I want to kill this person. I want them out of my life. But instead, it's like, that's, that's how we do it here. Mm-hmm. That's how things roll around here. Like, he sent so-and-so to kill me, or he sent me into this, um, on the suicide mission, or he did this or that. And it's all part of being a Sith. With the carrot of Padme coming back, just well, and that's and that's what it is. It's like I don't think really Vader has like the same affinity for Palpatine as he did Obi Wan, right? Like I don't think it's right. like I think it's it's a burden and an obligation rather than love, and and that's and th- you're absolutely right that it's the carrot. Like it's it is it is the carrot and it is the anger. And I just, I keep thinking what I want. I I want to see, and I want to know what would happen. I want to have like Darth Vader, but goodwill hunting. Like what if he had Robin, <laughs> yeah. Robin Williams as his therapist? Like what it's would that 
that fault. turn into? Is that, <laughs> right. I want that scene with Vader. I want that yeah. scene with Anakin so bad. And in my head, I'm like, oh man, do we get that in Kenobi? Do we get like a, it's not your fault, Anakin. Oh this God. It's not your fault. Like oh, I want man. that so bad in any capacity. Yes. <laughs> oh. Well, let's, let's quickly um, kind of for each volume, I know you don't, you don't want to do spoiler. You don't want to get into spoilers too heavy, but kind of say what the the main sort of mission or the giant takeaway is from each one. Um, you, you mentioned getting his lightsaber, getting the kyber crystal. Yeah, so getting the kyber crystal. That's volume one, and he, he goes, he finds a Jedi. Should we say the name? Should we go that far? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Carrick and Phila. Is that pronunciation yeah. decent? Yep. He's been on like a sabbatical sort of from the Jedi since long before everything kind of fell apart before order 66 and he only vaguely knows of it from feeling the disturbance, I guess in the force and Vader faces off with him and it's a gnarly battle. Vader is wrecked. I mean, he's like, he almost does not make it out, but ultimately does get the crystal and well, takes the saber and it's really, it's really cool to see him with a red saber. That's not the classic one that we know from 1977 before it, he then, you know, tears it apart, takes out the crystal and makes it his own. There's a lot of other stuff that goes on, but that's kind of the big kind of culminating moment. That's what defines that volume, I would say, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, and then volume two, the big defining moment is definitely him going after Jocasta New in the Jedi archives and seeing the list of uh, Padawans or force, sens- not even Padawans, the list of force sensitive children scattered across oh, the galaxy. Brutal. And as Yoda says, there is another. Well, there are many other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Vader doesn't want competition. <laughs> There's also a lot of good stuff in, I want to say it's in volume two, where the stormtroopers and the remaining clone troopers or whatever stage they're at at that point, they don't know who he is or what he is. He kills a bunch of them. There's like, there's all this turmoil and shit going on because, you know, he was assigned this position, this like invented role under Palpatine. And it's not like everybody got a memo, Yeah, you know, <laughs> he's just this Well, when this he first sees now. the Inquisitors, they're like, who is this? Yeah. You know, like what's going on? I mean, I think that's pretty cool too. That's a good point of information is that uh, Palpatine is the one who kind of put the Inquisitors together. And yeah. then appointed Vader to be in charge. So that's that's kind of a... I don't know if that'll come into play in the Kenobi series, but that's, I guess, a good um, little piece of info. And that all starts in Volume 3, right? Uh, a little bit, yeah. The inquis- big stuff with the Inquisitors is Volume 3. They eat, they have their targets that they're going after because they're trying to... Uh, Moncala is basically the um, opposing force out there uh and uh palpatine cannot let that stand and then also in volume three is when vader learns about the beginnings of the death star and he doesn't yes. like that palpatine's lying to him about it he doesn't like that that uh they're trying to hide some shit from him and uh, he gets a little little testy <laughs> is that oh is that i could vaguely remember the end of revenge of the sith vader looking out at the like structure of the death star mm-hmm. the geonosians have like a hollow of it, like we can't, yeah, you know, they, they take a, that away. And then it's in Rogue, at the end of Rogue One, he stands there with Tarkin, with uh, the actor with the prosthetic, and they see it oh, off in the so distance, right? Not, am I thinking Wait, of the or is that of Revenge Rogue of the Sith? One? No, no, or it is Revenge of the Sith, because the prosthetic yeah. is, duh, you're right. Yeah. 
before mm-hmm. um or that's how his his story ends before we we finish with the the binary sunset mm-hmm. yeah you are correct and then four is vader hunting down these artifacts um, and that's where he finds the mask of Lord Moman, which if you're a fan of the Star Wars comics, this isn't the first time Lord Moman has appeared. He also, uh, or the mask of Lord Moman played a, a big deal in the uh, 2015 Lando miniseries, also written by Charles Soule. Highly check it out. It's very good. Uh, but this is when he's, you know, getting swayed by the dark side and the spirit of Lord Moman in order to bring back Padme. And mm. it doesn't, work but he gets a pretty cool <laughs> castle so you know you win some you lose some lost your girlfriend got a new house you know yeah the the tension with the inquisitors really comes to a head in volume four and he kills a couple of them right it's just two yeah i don't remember which one specifically but on coruscant he walks in on them talking shit on him basically and shit unfolds and there's, the, there's some, there like some really great images. There's one of him standing on a speeder going through Coruscant with two clones in the seats and he's just cruising with the cape flapping, you know, and, um, he jumps off the thing. It gets blown up. It's just all this really awesome action that is, you know, it's the, the Vader at his, in his prime that we want. And this is just one of many examples of that stuff where like there, there's also some like just brutal descriptions of what he does because in volume three, there's a thing where that catches you really off guard when it starts. He apparently has asked Tarkin to hunt him and send all his worst people at him because he, he's like, okay, give me, give me a worthy opponent. I want to see what you got, who I can't. (laughs) Yeah. I want to see what the galaxy's got for me. It's all in Tarkin's head, right? It's sort of the voiceover. Yeah. Talking about how he's, he's seen him, rip people's eyes out with the force and break their bones with the force with nothing but, you know, no hands, no lightsaber, just the force. It's a bunch you know, of like hokey religion. <laughs> yeah. It's a bunch of gnarly stuff, but it's again, the Vader that the version of Vader that we all want to see, although like the sadistic part of our, uh, our fandom brain wants to see. Yeah. Oh man. I'm flipping through. Sorry, podcast people, but like the spread of, <sighs> It's just like yeah, so gnarly, so gnarly. The fire, the silhouettes, the fear, the anger, the hate, the hate, the suffering, and so on. So forth and so on. <laughs> um, there are a lot of flashbacks in this, and one of the biggest ones is, forget which volume, but he flashes back to the moment on Mustafar, the high ground moment, but it's flipped, sort of. I think it's volume too yeah but yeah you see him yeah the other way around yeah you know obi-wan says don't try it he tries it but he wins in this case and it's a goosebumps moment because it's it's really well well done in terms of like recreating the moment but twisting it even though you're i'm not much of a comic reader so the whole experience is kind of like like i don't have a rhythm to reading comics sometimes i look at a page and i'm like oh where do i look first because it just Mm -hmm. all looks so sweet but you see that and your eye goes immediately to that familiar frame and you don't expect to see what comes next and the turn is like dude <laughs> just just go read it it's great i hear they're uh making a show off of uh some of it so yeah that's exciting you know it's gonna be on the television you should check that out you should and and i think what's fun too is if you played um fallen order right if you played fallen order mm-hmm. great game um this it happens in the same time period as these comics too. You see the Inquisitors in there. You get to see Vader being all Vadery. It just has a, like a really cool 
energy of the upheaval of the empire in the, in the, in that time when, when it's all fresh and scary and chaos and, you know, the, yes, the empire is about order, but they, they don't quite got it figured out yet. Um, right. And so, yeah, it's, it's, there's a really cool energy about it. And just sitting here thinking like one of the things I, I love is how like pissy Vader gets about like, you aren't telling me your plans and I want to know everything. And how dare you lie to me? And he's off here doing all this shit all the time. On his- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he shows up on Scarif and goes to the Citadel tower. He's there in the, the file vault, essentially just digging through stuff, trying to figure out what's up with the Stardust project. And I guess, Tarkin shows up directly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tarkin shows up there and he's like, uh, what are you doing here, bro? And he's like, um, I want to know about this stuff, you know? <laughs> and they like, because like you said, he's doing whatever he wants, yet he's resentful of, of not being informed. And it's, I mean, it's what you would expect of this kind of like dark power dynamic. Yeah. Secrets only the Sith knew. Exactly. <laughs> and then you see also the, uh, the push and pull, which directly ties into Rebels as well with Tarkin trying to kind of uh, strategically know where to put the chips, so to speak. You've got the Death Star project. You've got in Rebels the uh, the TIE Defender project. And Tarkin versus Krennic is a big moment in Volume 3. They just hate each other. And they're, I guess, is it Vader and someone else talking about how the two of them... I forget what the conversation is. But point being, they've got their different agendas. And like you said, the Empire the rules, all this stuff, but no, it's just chaos all the way to the top. It's just, it's just power, a bunch of power hungry people hungry for power. That's it. Yeah. That's all it is. It's, it's again, not enough hugs, not enough hugs. <laughs> really smart psychopaths who haven't been hugged. And, uh, hate sand. It's rough and it's coarse and it gets everywhere. Did you, did you see, speaking of, did you see the anti-sand towel that they have for merch? <laughs> yes. For yeah. <laughs> yes. My goodness. And there's a little, so um, like a, a little sort of like Zen Zen garden thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Whoever designed that deserves a raise. I, they they definitely leaned into memery for all of oh, these because yeah. there's, there's sure. some shirts that are basically actually just memes. Actual yeah. memes. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of throwbacks, though, there's a moment where Vader repeats the line, "They were animals, so I slaughtered them like animals." About the Gene Oceans in this case, but straight up exact same line and there's uh, i want to get to kind of your favorites but um i know i keep kind of beating this to death pardon the pun but you really see anakin just fall deeper and deeper it's almost like watching an alcoholic just keep drinking yeah yeah just they they're just saying it i'm already a mess i'm already dependent on this so i'm just going to drown it in more of it yeah and that's him with murder and death and chaos and rage and the way, the number of people he kills in this, and they even talk about, like, the Inquisitors are like, what's he going to do when we kill all the Jedi? Well, I guess he'll find someone else to kill. You know, it's it's really sad. It is. It is. It's really, again, I want my Robin Williams, Obi-Wan, <laughs> it's not your fault, really catharsis, just mainly to see Darth Vader cry, because I think that would be an interesting... Yeah. <laughs> hunched over moment somebody who's listening please if you've read this go back and try to total up the body count the Darth Vader body say, count. They, need, they need to like they did for like the bible right like someone actually went in the bible and tallied up how many people <laughs> yeah. got killed how many people oh the devil God. killed and uh, let's let's figure out how many Darth Vader killed let's see it's more than bigger one bigger than a bread basket more than <laughs> one yeah all right let's kind of wrap it up and Nick 
you think you've read enough to have a favorite moment? Should we each do a favorite moment or? Um, I, I do like, do yeah. I mean, I, from what I've read and seen, I think it was cool. It was my favorite depiction of watching like a uh, Kyber crystal be bled because it was green. Mm. The, the, the saber yeah. he got was green. And there is a couple of frames of Vader with a green saber, which is very dope. And then he brings it back to uh, Palpatine and things happen and Vader actually makes the, you know, the, the Kyber crystal bleed. And then we have his red saber. So from what I've seen, and unfortunately I haven't read it all, but that, that's my favorite from what I've seen. Nice. I'll go. And then Heather, uh, you go last. Okay. It's sort of a tie. I always do this. It's sort of a tie between that Mustafar flashback with the twist, the high ground thing. God, this is tough. I'm going to say it's kind of a tie between that and the thing, Heather, that you showed mm. just now on the on camera from volume four. It's a silhouetted four panel, like, you know, vertical skinny four panel thing of young Anakin, like, you know, 10 year old Tatooine Anakin. And then with the Padawan braid and then sort of episode two, episode three. And there are these four silhouettes and in the flames in the background, there are little vignettes from each of those moments, you know, meeting Palpatine as a 10 year old. Yoda and Obi-Wan when they come in with the younglings in uh, episode two and wonderful the mind of a child is that moment, right? Mm-hmm. And then the kiss on Geonos- Geonosis and then the wedding. And then the next panel, or sorry, the next page, it's with Ahsoka and then the battle with Ahsoka. And it, it's just like, I'm just, I have goosebumps everywhere. The whole thing, it's like so brutally painful. And it, the next shot is approaching the temple with that, uh, that like dark side kind of ghostly silhouette that we were talking about of him. It's that. It's it's insane. It's just so good. That that there it is. That's the winner for me. Uh, well, that was going to be my pick. Uh, <laughs> we call Damn. that the sequence where Anakin died and Vader was born. Mm. That's you know where he's shutting basically every good memory he ever had. <sighs> but so since you picked that, I'll pick something that has nothing to do with Vader, and it's in Volume Two, and it's when he goes to visit Jocasta New. And Jocasta, you know, she's a feeble old lady. Is she going to fight with a lightsaber? No, 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 no. She has this giant lightsaber powered, like, gun, essentially. Yeah. And it is the coolest thing ever. (laughs) And her showdown with Vader is just one of my, like, it's heartbreaking, but it's a really cool, cool moment. Because you know it has to happen. He knows it has to happen. She knows it has to happen. And she knew him. She knew him as this child. And And she knows it's him in that moment. And she knows it's him. Yeah, she can sense it. So isn't, is there someone else as well that knows it's him that kind of puts the pieces together and says like this happened and this happened. And so it could only be Tarkin Tarkin puts it together. Tarkin knows. Good stuff. So it's good. It's a good read. I would know (laughs) I made it. So (laughs) (laughs) well done. Thank you. And a shout out to the writers and the illustrators and the all of the titles of people who worked on yes. this series. Shout out to just to listen to them all. Charles Soule, who wrote it. Giuseppe Camicoli, who drew it. Danielle Orlandini, who inked it. David Curiel, who uh, did the colors. Jordan White, who also worked on it. And of course, all the people at Lucasfilm. Great, great, great team across the board. And very rare that you get the same art team across 25 issues these days. And they did it. I would definitely encourage anyone to, even if... You know, you you just want to check out the digital version. It's very easy to acquire. I use an app called Hoopla. It's an app that works with um, libraries. So I, with my library card number, 
log in essentially to St. Louis County Library in my case, and you have access to all of this for sure and pretty new stuff too. So I read all, all my comics on this. It's amazing. And you could honestly get through all 25 issues if you sit down and just dig in in a day for sure. Depending on you know how much you want to sit and stare at each panel, you could you could power through it if you, if you really wanted to to get ready for the premiere of Obi Wan Kenobi, yeah. Which is when this comes out, a mere what twelve hours away, kind of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wild times. Yeah, so in theory, you could do it if you get this uh, this episode in the morning. You could do it, and you should do it. It's a can and a should. All right, let's wrap this up. Heather, do you have anything that you want to shout out right now? Anything you got going on you want people to check out? Um, uh, comic conventions are back. Uh, so I am back traveling the country doing a bunch of shows. Um, my next one after this comes out will be Denver Comic Con uh, the first weekend of July, July 1st through 3rd. So definitely come say hi if you're out there. I'll also be at San Diego Comic Con, Boston, and New York. So uh, come say hello. Hey, are you going to be just kind of out and around or do you have a booth? Are you doing a signing? Uh, I have a table. I'll be doing signings. I'll be doing commissions, sketching. So yeah, I'll have a bunch of merch. Definitely check it out. Some Star Wars stuff. Though that tends to go pretty quick, but definitely check it out. Come say hi. Get a doodle. Talk comics. Awesome. Where can people follow you on social media? Just my name. The easiest way to follow me is on Twitter at, at Heather Antos, H-E-A-T-H-E-R-A-N-T-O-S. And also on all the other things, but Twitter is by far the most interesting. It is definitely interesting on Twitter. That is one <laughs> word to describe it. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at ThankTheMaker, on Instagram and TikTok at ThankTheMakerPod. All of my personal stuff is at AdamTheSkull. All my social media is at Nick Bayside. Episode 47 of the Radio Radio Show is out now. Please give that a listen. And if you have not pre-ordered my children's book called That's Okay, please do that. You could pre-order it at hecreative.com right now. And if you do pre-order it, I'll send you a video of me reading the book so I could scare your kids. Cute as hell. <laughs> There's probably um, no digital version of that coming, right? No. Give the kids the paper. It's I better. mean, I'll never say never. I feel like we need to make this book a massive hit and then Nickelodeon buys the rights to it. I have all you two voices for the show. We all become millionaires. <laughs> we get a boat. We live on the boat. I like that. Travel the world. I'm on a boat. Mother <laughs> take a look at me. Yeah. Never stop, never stopping. <laughs> All right. Um, lastly, if you want to support this podcast and help us keep the lightsabers on, patreon.com slash thankthemakerpod is where you can go to do that. Discord access, exclusive content, exclusive merch. It's good stuff. Help us out. It really, really, really does actually help. And I, uh, hopefully the next episode will include Ryan Key. He is, in fact, alive. He'll be back. We'll be covering Kenobi. Um, we're pr there's probably going to be a bonus episode, honestly, like off the normal schedule because between that and celebration and the, the changing of the, the release schedule, we're going to have three episodes to cover. So yeah, look for some bonus stuff. Maybe we should ask the Discord or Patreon or whatever, yeah. like what they would prefer, how they would prefer us to do it. Like give them some options. Yeah. What do the listeners want? It's a good time to be a Star Wars fan, though. A lot is good. Well, Heather, thank you again for being here. Thanks, Heather. Thanks for having me, guys. Tell Ryan he is free to not show up anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. And everyone, thanks for listening. Until next week, may the force be with you. Bye.